on, guys. It is the Whoa, What Do You Think crew, and we're here for a new movie review. And for this movie, one of the biggest movies of the year, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And like I said, we got the OG crew, but we got two new boys. We got Ramadan, and we got our boy Kevin Leung. What's going on, guys? So, uh, yeah, uh, I guess the way we'll start this interview it is our um, review. It's our first Zoom review. So we're trying something new with six people. And I think the way we should start this is, where did everyone watch the movie and what were your out-of-theater reactions? Let's go to you, Alvin. So Kevin and I watched it together with, you know, other friends. We watched it at Irvine Spectrum, IMAX. Uh, and then our first reaction out of the theater was, I, I want to say just kind of like somberness or like mm -hmm. just, we, we didn't talk too much, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kevin, what about you? Yeah, it was just, it was a very heavy movie for like, it was like almost three hours. So it just left us a lot of time to just kind of process what was going on. Um, yeah. For me, I, I particularly felt like I wanted to either rewatch it or just catch up on what other people thought of it so I could kind of gather my thoughts. So uh, my mind was like all over the place when I ended up uh, walking out of the theater. And uh, Ramana, where'd you see it? I watched a movie at a showplace icon with the Black Student Union and the medical students. Oh, very yes, cool. Yes. Uh, Owen, where did you see the movie? So I saw it at our favorite Pointer Hills Mall. Um, I will say, initial thoughts right after watching it was how much I loved Namor and how much I loved that, like that whole world that they built. And I was just very, I was very happy. I was very excited after it. Nice. It was badass, man. Yeah. So uh, me and Amory, we did see it together. We uh, we did see it at Harkins, unfortunately. Yep. I'm starting to actually grow to hate the seats there. But, no, uh, it's still our home theater. I still respect yeah, it. Um, but I have to say, yeah, my initial reaction coming out of it was like, man, uh, it's just, you can't help but think of like how unfair it was to like Chadwick. It's like, man, this guy was so young, taken away at the top of his game. But uh, the biggest thing was like, yeah, they, they did an amazing job re uh, respecting him, paying honor to him and moving forward. Like, I would not trust anyone else other than Ryan Coogler to do this. He did the impossible, man. Yeah, and I, I liked the movie too. I think, yeah, getting out of the theater, because it's very interesting. I know with Alvin and Kevin, you guys said it was more somber and you guys kind of left like uh, speechless. I feel like for our uh, experience, it was actually the almost the exact opposite. Like it was, we saw it with me, Omid, oh, uh, Keon, and uh, Nick. And right when we got out of the theater, we actually couldn't stop talking because there were so many things that we wanted to dissect about the movie, about the writing about where the future is for Black Panther and uh, what we liked, what we didn't like. So even though I know like what was really cool, how Alvin said it starts with like the silence in the beginning and at the end, like that was really good. But I noticed that when we got out, we were actually talking like nonstop and we talked for almost like, I think like half an hour outside yeah. in the cold, yeah. but mm -hmm. it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Raman, do you want to go ahead and give us a synopsis of the movie for the people who haven't seen it yet? Yeah, for sure. So this movie, straight at the bat, it grabs you by the throat. It starts off with T'Challa's death. Uh, Shuri's desperately trying to save him, and but she's trying to come up with some cure, but she can't do it. And she dies without seeing her brother. And then her mom just comes to her, stone-faced, not crying, and she's just looking at her daughter. And then the movie just cuts, and it's all the scenes as, as uh, Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. And there's no sound. All you can hear is your own breath. No one in the theater is eating. No one in the theater is digging for their popcorn. Ours is silent. Like no one, yeah, exactly. No one wanted to even yeah. touch their popcorn. No one could, who, I dare you to eat that popcorn at that point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And then in the movie shifts to um, Queen Ramonda in, at the UN. 
And she's basically like, I love how, oh, I'm not supposed to give any like, okay. So I love how they position her. She's basically defending the nation of Wakanda against the United States. Yeah, I, I, I basically poachers and uh, future colonizers, as we yeah. And then, so she gives like a thrilling speech of how they think is now is the time to strike because they, they lost their protector. But no, <laughs> um, Queen Ramonda shows the UN how they try to attack Wakanda. She even brings the people that attack Wakanda to the UN and they're undamaged, they're unharmed. She's like, look at the kindness that we're paying you and look at the kindness that you are showing us. The reason why the UN was holding that meeting is because they want some vibranium. And their argument is that Wakanda is dangerous with the vibranium and because they're scared of what they can do with the vibranium. But then Queen Ramonda replies with, I am not scared to give you vibranium. I am scared of you. You guys have done much more damage with much, with much less. Mm-hmm. So vibranium will stay with Wakanda. And then the movie kind of shifts to this deep sea divers, right? And they're, they're searching for something and they see like a glow, something glowing in the ocean. And boom, they found vibranium. But the thing is, it's not in Wakanda. So they, they're, they're searching for it and then they get attacked by this unknown people from an unknown nation. And the thing is, the world thinks it's Wakanda because only the Wakandan people know about vibranium. So now Wakanda is in the hot seat where the whole world is against them because they think they're protecting and hoarding vibranium. And then here comes, while Queen Ramonda is trying to console Cherie, trying to make her accept her brother's death, here comes Namor. He introduces himself to Wakanda and he comes not as a pillager, but he comes as a person asking for help, asking for guidance because he is scared for his people. Um, so Yeah, movie, speak on that. So the but movie yeah, to... is Namor wanted to protect his people and Wakanda being pigeonholed, being having to protect this unknown country, but at the same time protect Wakanda and protect Vibranium as well. So Yeah, it's like, yeah, just a story of like these two nations, like, you know, one that's super developed, super powerful, and one that is, I guess, uh, hidden, unknown, and it's asking, it's like, oh, where is this place in the universe kind of thing, and I thought it was really good, so that was yeah. a good, good synopsis, Ramadan. Yeah, it was a good job, and um, I don't remember speaking about that once, Ramana, that one moment Ramana was talking about, that he came to Wakanda saying, oh, can you guys help us out, because he actually blamed uh, Wakanda saying, oh, since you let everyone know about Vibranium, now they're searching for it everywhere, that is why we're at risk and why people are keep searching for it so that was a really really good point on on Namor it's like oh they gave you a, like so much meat to to, to grab on as like a quote-unquote villain he is like that was great that was really really good um so yeah I guess you guys we have the synopsis down do you guys want to go into what were some standout moments of the movie uh what really really spoke out to you guys yeah the beginning and the ending specifically just stood out um i think it was a really good way to like i guess just bookend the story uh it was extremely power i told i texted this to uh, i think amir whereas like the silence was booming yeah. Yeah. right and then another thing that i liked was kind of just how the movie shows grief or like processing grief mm-hmm. and like the uh necessity i guess of loss what kind of just loss in general the natural no, like was... the the natural kind of like process of loss like oh we're all going to experience it yeah like that. I, I liked how specifically with shuri where it's like she's like the tech whiz but then it's kind of similar to superman where even though they have all this advancements they can't save i guess like one thing they can stop yeah so i don't know i thought that was a really cool 
parallel or kind of idea. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think, uh, what was I, I was going to say, um, <laughs> fuck, I don't know what I was going to say, but I, I, know, I do have a question for you guys. I do have a question for you guys. Um, how do you guys feel? I, everyone knows Stoops here, right? Everyone knows the Sorry, guys. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if the, the listeners, if you guys can see our chat. The reason why we're laughing is just because um, <laughs> Roman texted, texted Alvin that his audio was off and that uh, just killed me. That was just yeah. funny. Um, but I do have a question for you guys. So everyone yeah. does know Soups, yeah. right? And Soups' the biggest yeah. thing he was saying was he did not like how they portrayed T'Challa's death. Did you, wh- were you guys okay with that? Did you guys think they should have recasted him? Who's Soups? So Soups is this very famous Twitter guy. He just a bit all on on comic book stuff so he, he got blown up on twitter because oh. his whole thing was saying oh man uh having chadwick boseman's death uh be played on for a fictional movie just didn't sit right with him but the whole thing was like uh, ryan coogler has known uh, chadwick boseman very closely he spoke to his family so him doing all this came from a place obviously of respect um but yeah i want to know what you guys think did you think they- so what was soups arguing he wanted chadwick to be in the film is that what he was no, no he was saying you're saying, oh, find a different way to um, to kill the character. But I thought, I don't think it's like, that's such a non-issue. Like yeah. he just did that to kind of like start like a trend or kind of break the break Twitter. But yeah, yeah I don't think that was a big Contrary. issue. Yeah. yeah. I don't think, what other way would you have him killed? Like killed by, like you want, you, you don't, like it's like, the you don't want Chadwick to be the plot device. I think that's like driving the story. Because me I'm curious to Owen's thoughts. Oh, yeah. yeah Owen, what were your thoughts, man? Well, Speaking on that guy, um, I think there's more so, like, um, not drama, but, like, people didn't care about his review because the second he doesn't like a movie, it's, you can expect is not a cameo. So, like, when people said that, mm-hmm. well, when he said that he didn't like Black Panther, then everyone knew Dr. Doom wasn't in it. So that's, like, the big mm-hmm. thing where, like, he only likes the big name brands. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, um, I will say... I really, really like this movie, and like this, this. I didn't go in very excited. Like, I even I even told the twins, I was like, "Tell me spoilers, so I can get excited." Because I I didn't care for it, and I wasn't. I wish wasn't excited. Because I haven't yeah. been excited for much, many Marvel movies at this point, anyways. Um, but after coming out and watching it, like I I, I loved um, Namor so much, and I feel like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe representation matters. I was, rooting, I was rooting for him the entire movie. Yeah, because uh, matters. Me, Amir, and Owen were all of uh, Latinx uh, descent. So for, I think for all of us, yeah, there was a, probably a, a really strong tie to not more to see a character like that be so badass, be so strong, and be so so proud of his uh, roots. That to me was like, man, it fucking was a banger, bro. Kevin, what, what was your favorite aspect of the movie? I think um, I think Ryan Coogler does a really good job with character development, most of all. Um, I think I can speak for a good amount of us when we say like um, phase four has kind of been lacking in not in terms of like quantity, but in terms of like the quality, like the spirit, like we want, we want to see, we want to see the like true development of um, superheroes and we don't get to see that very often, but in this movie, we just get to see a completely broken nation, a completely broken princess, mother, like people who feel the loss of like this actor and it's portrayed in the best way that can, that they can do in the way that they rewrote the script um yeah that um visuals very visually striking they managed to pull out the cgi all the stops 
um, just it was it was a pleasure watching it and I only wish it was not tied to Disney's schedule because I feel like they could have even done so much more if they had gotten the time and maybe even more resources to create their entire like full vision because at the end of the day I do really enjoy this film but there are some things when we talk about it later on I keep getting too bad kind of just nitpick but in the end it's just it's a very phenomenal film it, it's definitely one of the more standout ones from this phase. Yeah, so I, I'm guessing, uh, so it seems like everyone really liked the movie, and I like the movie too, but from what I'm hearing, my guess is maybe I liked it the least. So it sounds like, oh, you guys have all these really glowing things to say, and I, I did too. I, I really liked the movie, but um, there was, I think, some things like you were talking about, like uh, character development, and I wanted there to be, I think, more motivation. I noticed, I think, in Black Panther 1, things were clearer, and things... I thought it had more of an impact. But this movie, I think it's a very good movie. But sometimes I think it bites off more than it can chew. Because, I mean, they said it's a three-hour movie. And with Black Panther, Wakanda Forever it really has to do a lot. It has to be a, a send-off for Chadwick Boseman. It has to set up Ironheart. It has to set up Thunderbolts. It has to set up Namor and Thago Khan. So he has his own movie, his own show eventually. And it's just so much going on, so much packed in, I think. I don't know if I can speak for you guys, but it felt like I wish that there was more time for development, for moments to kind of breathe. Like one scene in particular, like, you know, how I guess, are we going to go into spoilers or not? Not yet. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess we'll go into spoilers. Right? Uh, oh, I'm going to be, it's going to be broad. I'm not going to talk about any like deaths or anything like that. But um, like they said, Namor is the main villain. And uh, him, he starts uh, fighting he's with, uh, he's an antagonist. He's not oh. the villain, he's an antagonist. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely and, not yeah, yeah. But um, Wakanda and Talakan essentially enter into a war, and it's all because of Riri Williams, who she creates this uh, vibranium machine, which is now going to let the world know where Talakan is because they live right next to vibranium underwater. And I think they didn't really do a great job of making an emotional connection on why uh, Namor wants to attack Wakanda. It felt very much like, all right, we need to fight for some reason, and it's going to be based off of vibranium like i think they could have done something that made it more personal to namor like he should have lost his family to due to the actions of wakanda but my guess is like oh you can't really show wakanda to do too many bad things because like you know they're supposed to be this ideologic nation that you know we, we strive to be like wakanda but i think it needed to have a more emotional connection what do you guys think that quick trailer break and we ended with Amir I believe saying his uh some of the grievances he had with the movie and it seemed like Ramadan you had something to say right oh man I'm about to take you through a step-by-step knockout of Amir Amir is, <laughs> Amir is arguing that the stakes are not high enough nah this I didn't say that no 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 emotional <laughs> so it's like the exact opposite let me finish bro you're arguing that the stakes are not high enough this movie take you took you to a steakhouse and you said no I'm vegetarian your exact <laughs> words where you said that they should have killed Namor's family. That Wakanda did not strike them hard enough. You're missing. No, no, I'm saying it has to be emotional. Word. word for word, brother. I'm telling you, you're missing the point, brother. 
that uh, Namor, Namor loved the, the thing that was powerful about Namor is that how much he love he had for his people and the exponential love that his people had for him. A scratch on the people on his people is more than enough to cause a war. The people, did you not see like when um when Nakia killed that the 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 person, he was like, What happened, my child? You know, you don't you don't see like the diction that he's using, the way that he's caressing her face. He loves this person. That is his family. The whole people mission is his family. You're missing the whole point, brother. No, but I, the, the, I would argue that since that's a no name, that has no impact to us. No, so you're that, saying, it, no. no, but I'm saying it would, it would at least to me, I think it would matter more if it was someone that we see like, all right, they develop over time. And it's like, all right, now I see he wants to burn the earth because they lost this person. The fact that you're missing the point, though. That's what's so powerful about Normoy. He loves every. You don't have to be important for him to love you. You're his people. He loves you regardless. You're missing the point. No, but I I don't think it was impactful because it's a no name. So, like for me to understand, I would have to be. And if I was in his shoes, I would understand. Like, oh, I would do the same thing. And I don't think they did a great job of doing that. You're basically like you're. You're saying that it's more injustice to to harm someone that's famous than to harm someone that's unknown. Both a life is a life. You're losing a life. And if you love that's that, not how it is for a story though. So I understand you're talking like, oh, morals, but in a story, there has to be significance, there has to be weight, there has to be development. But you, yeah, you're not understanding that more as a character though. That's what I'm saying. Like you you like I feel like you were intoxicated while watching this film. No. It was, I understand what you're saying, like, oh, he's uh, a father to them all, but I still think like, oh, it's a no name. So to us, it's like that person didn't matter because they were look at the they, context they, they were nothing. They didn't even have a name. But look at how the context is how she was killed, man. They when Shuri Shuri asked to come to that place, right? They gave her clothes, they gave her food. They were they were treating them with love and compassion. And what were they treated with? Death. But but the only the only, I can, I can for that. sure I can for sure understand where Ramat's coming because I think they do a really good job of essentially having Nemo since he is a god uh, and he's lived so long. He is the father to everyone there, but. In that regard, yeah, they're kind to Shuri, but they were still going to execute Riri Williams, which I agreed with. I think she she should die to prevent all this war from going on. But at that point, doesn't it make sense? Like, all right, so if they're going to kill, it's whoever strikes whoever strikes blood first. No, but I, I feel like, I feel like as the same thing with Riri Williams. It's like you're killing a young black person that has so much to live for, and what did they do wrong? Nothing. They did nothing. Yeah, so- wrong. The machine that they made to check vibranium, she made it out of scraps. She's representing like, oh, like how black people get up in, in America. She's she's making something out of nothing and she's being targeted for that. And that's how a lot of black people feel in America. They make something yeah, out Riri, of nothing. Riri is a great character. I agree with that. Riri was a good character. But I would still argue that I think there wasn't enough motivation on the Civil War. It felt very much like, all right, we need a reason for them to fight. And so it was almost like it was too plot intensive in the sense like, oh, you have... Or you need it to be Riri because the plot needs it to be Riri. That's how I saw it. So what does what Kevin and, and Alvin, what, what, and Owen see? What were your guys' feelings on essentially the war? Did you guys believe uh, it was justified? What were your guys' thoughts on that? Kevin, you can go first. Uh, I got a lot of thoughts of it. I think I'm going to take heat from both sides because I, 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 got, I got issues with some parts and there are things that I support from both what I've heard from Ramadan and Amir. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think characterized like Namor is essentially like 
Okay, just to just to preface, I love what they've done with the character. He's, oh, he's racially ball on us. Okay, he's he's racially ambiguous, right? In the comics, um, they, his entire background has been translated into like the Mesoamerican culture. He runs the Atlantis of the deep. It's an entire indigenous population that just lives underground, mm-hmm. in the water, and it's their own kingdom. He has, if he wished, he had absolutely no problem just like wiping out Wakanda from the start. But um, his entire proposition is that if he can, he can extend that sort of like compassion to other people that he had never received. I think I, I heard from, I don't know where it was from, but like someone had said Namor's original name was the boy without love. So El Nino yeah. Sin Amor, right? So Namor. Yeah. I love what they did with that name. Um, yeah. he, he, for the first time, like he's like born what, in the 1500s? He lives out hundreds of his years. He never extends compassion to anyone and he shows it to Wakanda and what do they do? They wreck his home, they take his people. Um, they they just kill them and then they basically escape to the surface, leaving him responsible for potentially um, destroying his own nation because of the actions that he's extended. So the person who once extended the love that they had never felt, they he was basically right. He shouldn't have done that because he had to protect his own people and yet he took that risk anyways. So I can understand mm-hmm. the conflict though. Said I was by compassion, right? And like the scene, yeah. he was telling his people to fight. Yeah. So yeah. I can, I can tell that there is the conflict that they did want to set up. Now, the part where I agree with Amir is, I don't think the conflict was thought out completely 100%. It's, a, it's not a foolproof thing. It has to work. Like, I mean, this is the thing with superhero movies. They always do this, right? Like, there's so many things Thanos could have done instead of wiping out that, that population. He could have, like, increased resources, whatever. Mm-hmm. Riri, they didn't have to even kill her. <laughs> they, fucking true. Riri, they didn't have to kill her. They didn't have to keep her in Wakanda. They could have let her, they could have let her stay in, like, why couldn't she have been in Cherry's place and she could have been in Talokan forever? That's a third, mm-hmm. that's a third uh, solution right there. But uh, yeah, you don't get a movie out with that. Yeah, you, you cannot, you, at, a, at a certain point, we're going to be nitpicking because the plot exists just to carry along the story. And there's certain issues we can't even, like, okay, another thing, like Final Battle, like, where, where are they um, leering out in the more to the middle of the Atlantic Ocean? It's like, that's the best idea Wakanda could come up with. Yeah, it was so uh, weird, right? like how when they were in their nation they got smoked, but when they came in the middle like, of the ocean they started to fight back better. I didn't understand that part. You're yeah, right. but yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, there, there, there are things that I agree with both sides. I like, like what I said before. I just think, like, this is tied to a Disney property. They have to do what they have to do at the end of the day. They have to make yeah. a profit. They have. They're on a time crunch. There's a lot of things they could have done if they had more time, if they had more resources, but. We, we're left with what we have. And I'm just going to say, at the stage of which I watched it, there were some things I liked, but it's not going to be like the perfect movie for me because I didn't get the time to yep. do that. I agree. That was, yeah, that was, uh, that was all yeah. really well said. Uh, Owen, what do you think? Salvin or Owen, yeah. Owen can go first. Oh, you guys have <laughs> big, big to say. Alvin at the very end? No. <laughs> well, anyways, I, I will start off with this. Uh, we got we, we're used to it by now. Amir is the biggest hater. All right, so we just got to get used to the the biggest. Well, I don't know. Guy. I'm not the guy that hates God of Thunder, and I like this movie. No, no, yeah, yeah, I know. But of all of us, you still just this. That's not the point of this. I'm just trying to tell Ramadan because he's getting real. You know, he's he's getting defensive about it, but we should be used to it. But well, well, Ramadan's not argue with that no, though. Ramadan's I wouldn't even argue with that claim. Ramadan, Ramadan what? Ramadan's on our side with no. Okay, what's a good thing we're talking about? Black Panther. I mean, no, that's what you're just doing right now. Quit trying to change the subject. Um, you're confusing me, bro. You're confusing me, bro. You're confusing him. See, yeah. um, I will say that was a lot of 
very well thought out things said by Kevin. I loved it. I loved all of it. Um, he was right. You know, he did extend this olive branch, this this peace offering, and 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 I thought the same thing too. When when um, one of the Tolokan died and they, she killed both of them, you could still see Shodi like try and save the first or the second one that was shot. So she kind of knew what that was starting, and like as soon as it happened, like that's drawing first blood. So while you don't get that much of an emotional impact from not necessarily knowing who the person is, I think you're supposed to get the emotion from Namor, like his reaction to it. And he's someone who they see as a god. You know, why Why did he let this happen? He's supposed to be all powerful. You know, they're supposed to feel protected. And he put these people in that situation. So he obviously feels like he has to fix it. And the way to fix it was, yeah, like it didn't have to be a great war, but that's not a movie. But um for any gripes that I had with the movie, I'm trying to think. It, it did feel a little long for me. Like you could kind of feel that the time was was yeah, going towards the end. Um, but I still really enjoyed my time watching it, and that that's what I look for. It was a fun movie. These Marvel movies just just to have fun, and I had a shit ton of fun, and I loved it. Yeah. And I will I will rewatch this movie, and I don't rewatch many Marvel movies at this point because I just want to yeah. see it again. And I, and I love the music and I thought it was beautiful. And there were so many cool moments that I know that I missed the first time. And I, and I love the, it felt like a very emotional movie, like from the, the very beginning with like the, it was a moment of silence. That's literally what it was. You know, there were like, you could hear a pin drop in the theater. And mm -hmm. I'm sure, I know all of us had the same experience, which is why it was, it was truly, um, you know, event. I walked out thinking like maybe there should have been more, uh, more Chadwick, like, more of him in the story but i didn't want it uh, thinking about it more i didn't want them to like draw most of the emotion from that you know i wanted it to feel natural which it did I, I do think that it felt very natural his passing and the way that they mourned and he wasn't brought up at, like at every point of the movie he wasn't like the, the point of the movie. wasn't a crutch he, he wasn't yeah and i loved That's i love so are we going into spoilers can i talk about the after credit well we need to get alvin stopped but also again i want to argue if you're talking about the writing, does that mean you're a hater? You're essentially dissecting the writing of a movie, seeing I agree with the Andrew. purpose of it. I knew you would agree with your brother. That wasn't the part that surprises me. I don't think Well, no, if, if only it says, if only it ever agrees with me, doesn't mean that it's because he's my twin. It's because similar belief, uh, similar thoughts. But I would again reiterate, if you have, if you, if you ever want to dissect the writing of a story to kind of understand the core of it, want to understand how to make a great story yourself i think it is beneficial to you to dissect it and see what works and what doesn't work not really call someone a hater yeah but omid what what iphone wear iphone 14 i guess amir still hasn't got the right ios update bro oh uh, are you saying his emotions aren't there yeah, he's a software boo or something bro yeah. no i i still agree with what he said i think at that point because what i was saying i think it would have maybe we didn't get alvin thoughts had... yet okay because uh, do you want to go down or can yeah, I'll go ahead? So I'll move past the writing. I'll just talk about my thoughts on the movie. Um, I don't know if you guys felt it, but you know, you really felt the absence of Chadwick. And I was talking about this with my friends in the car as we were heading home. Um, it was oh shoot, okay, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, go ahead. Like in the back of my head, sometimes during the movie, where it's just kind of like, I wonder what the movie would be like with Chadwick. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just kind of that was always in the back of my head. Where it's like, 
I think you can't really think about it like that though, because yeah. it's just not the reality that we live in. Yep. But yeah, his absence was huge. Uh, I will say that I think the story between Halakan and Wakanda, I enjoyed it. But again, what Owen said is like, even like this movie is just straight up like epic in terms of like just the scope of it. There's a lot going on. Um, I still need to rewatch and kind of take things in because I a lot of things went over my head. I was just like the first time experiencing it. Um, I don't know. I was just still, it didn't sink in yet, I suppose. But I will say that this movie is so like, at least for me, was like emotionally heavy. I don't want to watch it again. I don't want to watch it again in theaters. I'll wait until Disney Plus because it's just like I'm not ready to so, be. Yeah. Speak on that because I actually, I do actually do want to see it again in theaters because like the more I sit with this, the more I spoke with Raman and you hear what you guys are saying too. I'm like, man, there, this movie is just so deep and there is a lot, there's a lot hidden within the the writing and the actions within these characters. Like, man, uh, that's why I said, like, yeah, Ryan Coogler, I don't think anyone could have done it, could have done what he did. Mm-hmm. He did a great job and uh, just, yeah, like, and even like the end credit scene, like you just really feel this movie just really makes you feel a lot of things, good things and bad things. Uh, Cause I, I think if we were going to go into the, some of the dislikes, I know for me, I was telling Amir, I, I thought the weakest part of this movie for me was act three. So mainly that, that final fight at the end of the so, movie. That's, huh? Or, uh, so yeah, as, as I was mentioning, yeah, I think the, the weakest part was just the, the big final battle because that's when I really felt the length of the movie. Uh, like Ramadan said, like, oh, the fact that there are, are in um, they're in the water and now apparently Wakanda has the upper the upper hand. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I, I kind of felt like the, the final fight with Black Panther and Namor, it just felt, everything felt a bit too easy, I feel like. I don't know how you guys felt about that. But I liked um, Act 3, actually. I thought it was really cool. I, I liked I was a personal fight at the end. It was them on the beach. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, about this movie, I think the, the best part of this movie is actually the acting. Like, I think everyone came here to play, and actually, especially even... Um, everyone came here to play. I hear uh, an echo on here, Yeah, is it uh, someone's... Uh, oh. So, okay, so uh, I guess it's gone. Maybe it's Robin on. Should we wait for him? Or let's go Robin on back. So you can go ahead and finish your, your thought. Okay, yeah. So uh, the acting was, I think, uh, for sure, like, uh, peak in this movie. Everyone came to play. Like, even my favorite character was actually Okoye. I thought she had a really good subplot with uh, her losing Shuri and essentially, like, her feeling all this tremendous guilt. And seeing like, all right, that was what I latched onto the most. Like, you see, like, how painful this is for her. And she gets relieved of her duty from uh, the queen. And it's like, damn. You know, she put so much on the line. She's like this great general, and I just felt that like so hard. So I think the acting was really good, but yeah, it was really good. But I, I liked the third act. I thought it was good because it finally let Shuri kind of take her, her, take the mantle, and and really develop as a character. Because it uh, before it was I think really developing developing the queen, but once uh, I guess we're gonna go into spoilers, right? After for. So uh, at the end of Act Two, Wait, uh, before the before you talk about the Queen dying, can we just say another memorable line that she said? She's ahead. like, "I am Queen of the most powerful, powerful nation. nation. My whole family way. is dead. Have I not given everything?" Yeah, bro, fucking just stellar. Just 
It was great. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro! Just yeah. Nipple, yeah the, the, the queen was like just yeah. She was firing all cylinders. That she was like yeah, awesome. I think she was like one of my favorite characters in this movie. Honestly, I think I liked her For a bit sure. more than Shuri. And Shuri was also really really good. Just they got also, so much more screen time now. She wasn't even at like even like like her not only were her words poignant, but so it was her body language. Do you remember when Riri was asking, "Can I call my mom?" and how like soft her face got? She realized she's just a little girl. At that moment, she saw Shuri inside of Riri, where she was just like, "I wish we got more of that, though." And that's all contextual. I wish we got more of that. Wish we actually had a scene. I love that scene though, but like, like her face got soft, and she realized what what she was protecting. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I wish we we had a scene of it though. But I'm saying, like, remember the conflict in the last movie where they're saying you left the black people in America to fend for themselves. Wait, and that was a, a scene of what? what? You wish you saw a scene of what? Oh no, because actually that was one of the grabs I had with when I was talking to Ken. Is um, I like I really really like the moment where Riri says, "Oh, can I call my mom?" And I really wanted to see that connection for the queen, where she's like, "Oh shit, what I'm doing to Riri's mom is exactly the pain I felt when I thought I lost my daughter." So I wanted to have a scene where they actually show that because I mean exactly what you're connecting I think what is great that's I felt that too but I was like oh I want to see it I want to feel it I want to see it rather than just making that connection myself it was, a, it was sufficient bro it really hit <laughs> it, it I, I don't know I, I thought because I mean again this movie is three hours but it has to do so much it has to carry so much weight so I was like oh I think that they need to let, let moments breathe and just really see that because like that would have been a really great moment for Riri because other than just being the comedic relief, she didn't really have many moments of weight. Imagine mm-hmm. if we actually had a moment where we see fear rather than just throwing out one-liners, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, Riri, I think she kind of felt like a typical MCU character where she was she was a comedic relief. And I got a bit tired of that, you know, towards the end of the second act, or maybe like beginning of third. Um, but I think, yeah, besides Riri and other two, you're saying that emotionally heavy and then you think you don't want any comedy. Like she was, she was there. So like, she takes away the emotion. (laughs) You got to choose a lane, bro. It's too much. He's saying it's too much and too much from the same character. You want other characters writing comedy. Someone's wrong. Alvin on that. Just also speak on comic relief. Mumbaku really—he became a, a comedic relief too. Mumbaku. What about him? Yeah, he pretty much also was a comedic relief character too. And I don't know how you guys know about that. Like his first scene is pretty much him being Bugs Bunny walking and holding a carrot, giving quips, and I'm like, it was funny, but I'm like, shit, man, this is like, this is like some Bugs Bunny shit right now. Yeah, I, I can see that. I think another thing that was just, yeah, the. US, whenever it went back to the U.S., I was just like, dang, go back to Wakanda. Literally, yeah. they did not need that subplot. Yeah, That was only it, setting up Thunderbolts. It straight up felt like set up for Thunderbolts and Secret Invasion. I was like, dude, you got to get back. Like you got to take it easy. Yeah. It felt like a Disney thing rather than a Kugler thing. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't think any of the faults in this movie are really on Kugler. It's like, oh, it's just because of the, the Disney mandates of like, all right, you got to set up our portfolio. Set up our portfolio. Does anyone else hear that? I think, I think yeah, it's on audio. That's creepy. <laughs> what do you hear? Do you hear? It's not like very oh, scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't kick him. 
Go ahead and your internet, Ramadan. What is going on here? Ramadan, go on to me. Is that coming from your... Or is he maybe he's frozen? Okay. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I think when, we, when you're talking about, oh, the Disney bombs, I felt that <laughs> was like his Act laptop 3, was actually. tired of him talking. I felt like Act 3 was felt all like a Disneyism, like the fact they got the new armor, they had Riri being literally Iron Man. That was like, to me, when it felt like it was less it was Ryan Coogler movie, like, oh, you got to have the final big action fight, like 100 v 100. And I thought this, that to me, I was like, oh, that's when I really felt it was super long. And that's when I lost the stakes. Were we all um, still rooting for Tao Khan at the end, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I was. I would have killed the kid. So I, I know this is probably, uh, I'm like T'Chaka. I would have said if you, you just kill the kid. Because now that means those two, all those people that died in that war were all for Riri Williams. Like, is her life really worth more than theirs? I don't know. That's uh, that's when the, the I think ideology comes in because uh, Nakia killing those two telecons like man, why why is it their lives are more valuable? It's like or why their lives are less valuable. So that's where it just becomes like really tricky stuff. That that's what made me think of actually to connect it back to Black Adam. What I really liked about that uh, Hawkman is the idea he brings up oh uh, to be a hero you don't kill you don't take lives and. When they notice in, in uh, not only MC movies, but especially this movie, it's like, damn, they kill a lot of people. And that was actually kind of surprising to me where it felt like, mm, I don't know if I decided with either of you guys. Like, it's like, you guys are needlessly killing so many people. But I guess that's commentary, I guess, on war and how both sides are wrong. But, like, even how Nakia, like, she killed two people for, like, it was pretty dark. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, what do you think about any dislikes with the movie? Uh... I feel like I have just so much on my mind, but it's it's just gonna. I don't know whether or not just to like shove it because uh. I think I have like hot takes for the third act, but let's hear it. Yeah, go. Yeah, I I probably agree with you, Kevin. Here's my thing. The. Like like I like I mentioned before, and as some of you have like touched on, like it's it's Disney like has to has to um kind of work in character introductions and everything the whole third act the way that I see it it's like the movie itself is very stunning visually like I I can't I can't say enough of that but it gets to the point where it's actually just eye candy and that entire final battle it's made kind of irrelevant at the end when you think about all the casualties that have been sustained on both sides mm -hmm. and the movie ends just as it has started Wakanda and Talokan, not necessarily friends, not necessarily enemies. They are, they are basically, the like, they have gone through the entire movie. And not it. many things have changed. So I, I just think it could have been done a little bit, like the ending could have been a little bit different in that either one, you have to full send and you have to have them have this conflict that leaves them completely like, irreparable like relations like until they release until they hit like the big next thing whether it's king dynasty secret wars or you have them actually reconcile and actually have meaningful um like relations with each other but at the moment it's just strained because um, the line he even says was when she said oh why should we uh like you kneel to wakanda and stuff like that and his whole thing was oh if we're friends with them now we'll be able to invade the surface later on so i'm like oh it really sounded like oh are you with them because you respect them or is it because oh you know later on 
you're going to use them. So it feels like, oh, are they actually real allies or are they just using each other, I feel like? Yeah, so the thing is, for this movie that centers on wrapping up Chadwick Boseman's performance as the Black Panther and passing on the mantle and seeing what happens with the future of the character itself, I can't stress that they did a pretty good job, in my opinion, of what was supposed to happen there. But the movie itself, the biggest issue that I had, and I feel like this is not in, this is this cannot be like overlooked, is that the consequences are not severe mm-hmm. enough for this. Movie. I agree. They set up a lot of things in this movie, but it's another stepping stone. It feels like another phase. It feels like another phase four movie, just like what phase one felt like when we were just setting up things to an Avengers film. Mm-hmm. It, I want there to be a movie that's free from introducing more characters, putting down the, cameos, introducing more subplots than are necessary for the movie. And like I said, you, you, can, you can do that, but you can't do that without time, without the resources, yeah. without, without being your own, like without focus on making the movie as best as it can be without considering it as a whole or bunch, like, as a whole component yeah, of the MCU. With, that's the problem with MCU. Everything has to interconnect, everything has to set up. So I yeah. do think, uh, I agree with a lot of what you said, but yeah, Ryan Coogler, he can only do so much. He has to still answer to the big man. The big man, you got to have your toys. You got to have your costumes. You got to make it. This a, is for sure the weakest Kugler picture, I think, of his four. So, okay. Yeah. It's hard so, to, I think, consistently bet like 95 yeah. or 100. But I would say yeah. of the four pictures, this is for sure his weakest. And By I don't no mean bad, though. Yes. Yeah, he, he still makes bangers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's not a bad. Exactly. You can't always get an A plus or like, you know, an A. It's like, oh, sometimes yeah. you get the A minus, sometimes you get the B plus, you know? Yeah, so, okay, so then comes to my point. I might catch flack for this, or I might, I might, I might get flamed on for this, but mm-hmm. I will yeah. say just... If, if you get looking, canceled, Kevin will still be your friend. <laughs> but if you're, if, you're looking at, if you're looking at Ryan Coogler's work between Black Panther and Wakanda Forever as two separate things, and you judge them just based on the movie itself, not the circumstances surrounding the movie, not the production issues, not like the CGI that was improved or the visuals. I think what or I feel like the original Black Panther had a very strong story, and that's the core of what I want to come to these movies for. Exactly, you want to be so character based. I I appreciate what they've done for the character so much for Wakanda Forever. Um, I just believe like in terms of characters, Black Panther is definitely one of my like top superheroes. I had this discussion with Alvin like a couple of, a couple of days weeks ago. But I don't just want to leave the theater just going, oh yeah, oh that looked amazing, or yeah, um, I really felt, I really felt the presence of like how much this actor was respected. But I wanted to stand up on its own as a project, and it's we know that it can be, it has the potential to be better. Like I, I don't, I don't think like you, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but like. You can't just come out of the movie and just say like, oh, everything was like 100%. Perfect, there, yeah. there, there are things that could be, that could have been done better. But for what they could have done with it, they did pretty well. Um, exactly. I think you said good. it perfectly. There is no yeah. perfect movie. There will always be things that you like, things that you don't like, things that can be improved upon. Very yeah. well said, Kevin. Damn, that was good. Yeah, you on fire today. Any, any uh, final uh, remarks from Owen or Ramadan before we go into like, the ranking within the phase four because i know yeah ramadan when i spoke to him he had he, he actually he actually liked this more than black panther one and he, he had a lot a lot of really strong reasons so um yeah 
Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, mean, for me, it's like, like I feel like I can do this movie a lot more, to be honest. To be honest. Like, I, like, I, I absorbed so much more from this movie. I even, Does he still I even, sound like that to everyone else? It, it is. Uh, it's uh, oh, oh, fuzzy. Oh, it, it just, it, it went back to normal. Again? Or just for a little bit. Am I good or am I good? It's, no, it's still fuzzy. fuzzy. Um, Are you on your data? Maybe try, maybe try going on your uh, uh, service, like your uh, mobile data. I go, go ahead. Okay. Thanks, Rob. Um, final, <laughs> final thoughts. Um, did you say ranking this within phase four? Before. Yeah, this is before uh, the ranking. Oh, this is before ranking. Okay. Well, my final thought is that I, I didn't come in expecting, you know, to like it this much, which I think I will, which is probably the reason that I like it a lot because I didn't, I didn't expect a lot and I, I just didn't think about it. So I'm really glad that I was like that. And I'm glad that I actually really enjoyed the movie. And I I, I see all your guys' gripes about it. I always will. I just, um, when it when it comes to like a Marvel movie, I just, I like I said earlier, I like to, I look to have fun. And I look to see if I enjoyed my time spent there. And I did. And I had a really good time. And doesn't mean that we can't, you know, um, critique it. I mean, that's what we're doing right now. But for me, this what was movie, something that didn't work for you in the movie? I could see exactly why you said that it felt like weird that he's going to war um, pretty suddenly. And I, I, I didn't understand why he felt the need to suddenly go to war with the people on the surface. I don't know why, you know, I could see why he more so why he wanted to go to war with Wakanda for killing his, some of his people. But it just felt like it was very sudden that he wanted to do this, like, you know, go to war with the people on the surface because they found vibranium, you know? I feel like that was kind of unnecessarily added and it would just kind of if sudden and maybe there were, I'm sure that he had a reason, but they, we just weren't there for, weren't, we weren't there for it. Mm-hmm. And I also thought that the, when they were in America, the, with the white guy, I forgot what his name was, but Martin that, Freeman. yeah, yeah. That just felt like it was, it was prolonging the so, time. Like we didn't need that. We didn't need yeah. to know that that was just setting up the Thunderbolts. That, that was his wife. Like I, like, I don't care. Cause she knew it the whole time which was like, all right, if you, knew if you bugged them the whole time then you were just playing dumb because the story needed you to play dumb so we can see this play out yeah like she like i don't even know why she waited for the moment for when the queen died to arrest him like she she had the opportunity to arrest him the whole time yeah and it didn't really confirm why she they didn't really say or explain why she arrested him then and there when she could have mm-hmm. just kept waiting it was weird like the, the stuff in america was the most the, was the boring part for me so, so we are wrapping up on the last six minutes. So, Ronan, do you want to go ahead and, and let people know why you like this more than Black Panther 1? I sound good. Yeah. Yep. There you go. There go. Welcome right, back, Ramadan. Thanks, bro. Thanks. It's been a long time coming. Bro, check this out. Yeah, take out the context of this movie from the last movie. The last movie, Killmonger was dead. He was uh, he was representing the people that are oppressed in America. He was saying, Wakanda, why aren't you helping us? This movie, it's basically that Wakanda is like, okay, Riri Williams, we have to protect Riri Williams. You have to think of like the symbolic reason of this. Just because you're not in Wakanda itself does not mean you're not Wakandan. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, this whole movie, when people are talking about Wakanda forever, what does Wakanda forever mean? It means 
rise above. That's what the people in Wakanda, that's what the people of Wakanda is representing, okay? So the fact that Wakanda is such a powerful nation and they have not colonized all of these other countries says something about what they want to do. And Namor, Namor, I feel like Namor was killing the scientists, killing Riri, was kind of like a sub thing. His real goal is to destroy the whole uh, surface world. He, he tells Wakanda, you're so powerful, why don't you destroy them? Because Wakanda does not want to become like them. This whole movie was, was Wakanda rising above this is a people that for five five years ago, they were the last stand against Thanos' army. They lost a king. They lost another king. They lost their queen. This, this is a nation that has been trampled upon, and yet they still rise above, yet they still fight for their beliefs. And I feel like when people say Wakanda forever, they're saying rise above forever. I love this movie, bro. I'm not saying it was a perfect movie. I'm saying it fucking grabbed me by the throat and forced me to watch. And yeah. there were times where I couldn't breathe and the comedy allowed me to breathe. There has to be comedy at some point. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like for me, this movie, nine out of 10. And I, my Ramadan rankings, I don't give anything. A lot of things don't go above a seven. So when yeah. I get something like high ranking, it's a high ranking. And me, Ramadan, believes this is the best Marvel movie. Oh, Come wow. Damn. Yes. Uh, yeah, cool. I was because like for I as long like as I know, yeah. Ron is a huge fan of Black Panther. So Ron, this is like your Spider-Man 2. This is your Logan, right? This is, it doesn't get better than this, huh? Bro, I'm just saying like, cause it, it really just, it, the, the fucking, the reason why I love this movie is just even like that antagonist. I think he's way better than Thanos. Who was following Thanos? A bunch of fucking dead aliens. But who, who was following Nemor? People that love him. A whole fucking nation, a whole ideology. You know what I'm saying? So I, I love every single aspect of this movie. It was not perfect, but it hit me. I left this movie feeling inspired, bro. I'm like, what can I do to, into what can I do? Like this movie left me with a feeling and I have some ideas like, personally this movie inspired me to start a colon colon cancer awareness project while i'm in medical school so this project has hit me and it's, it's like inspiring me how i'm gonna move move with my life you know what i'm saying it's awesome wow. man so it's the best marvel movie i loved it the most nine out of ten that's cool. awesome man that, that's great yeah. Yeah. yeah so i guess for this uh final remarks uh let's go into possibly rankings so uh I, I guess i'll go first i would say i think uh of phase four in my opinion, I believe the, the, the strongest is Spider-Man No Way Home. Second, I would put uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Third, I would put uh, Shang-Chi. I'd put that a little bit behind. Uh, and then what the fuck else is in uh, Phase 4? Uh, I'm guessing Eternals. I'd put Eternals there. And I did not see uh, all of... I did not see Black Widow, and I did not see all of, um, of Thor Love and Thunder. So I'll just go ahead and put uh, the second to last Thor Love and Thunder. Actually, no, Doctor Strange 2. Okay, before Eternals, Dark Strange, <laughs> Eternals, uh, fucking uh, Thor, last one, Black Widow. I haven't seen Black Widow, so I can't tell you. Right. Are we just ranking uh, movies? Yeah, within the phase two. His people did not call him General or King. They called him Kukul Khan, the Feather Serpent God, killing him. We're back, guys, from our second trailer break, and we are now entering our final segment of ranking this movie in all of MCU phase four and then giving our final reviews before we close it out. But I think, was it uh, Kevin, were you going to give your rankings right now or who is up next? Uh, Kevin just did it, didn't he? Oh, uh, who, who just oh, did you? No, 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 Kevin didn't go yet. Kevin, right? You haven't gone yet, right? Oh yeah, I haven't done my rankings. Um, 
I just think for rankings in terms of like if we're looking at the projects by themselves for the films, um, just saying out of the top three that I just think are undisputed for, or I guess my top three are uh, Shang-Chi, Spider-Man, No Way Home, um, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. In that order. I think, um, not, not specifically. Like, oh, actually, I guess maybe, maybe in that order, but I just think just because as an Asian American, Shang-Chi does resonate with me more. That's just a completely different video, though. That's um, that's um, completely valid. That's completely valid. Yeah. Yeah. Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi deals with family, and I think the portrayal of the father-son relationship is actually pretty dead-on accurate for a lot of Asian Americans out there. But um, I'm just saying in terms of like the, the things that made the most impact on me are those three movies followed by maybe Eternals. And then I want to say, I, I can't tell whether or not I liked Black Widow or, or Love or Doctor Strange more or less. Oh, sorry. Doctor Strange is definitely there. It's um probably, uh, I want to say five. Doctor Strange was probably right below Eternals for me. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. So you liked Eternals more? I did like Eternals okay. more. I, it felt different yeah respect that alvin yeah my ranking is the exact same as kevin so i knew it (laughs) shang chi's goaded dude yeah spider-man number two uh black panther number three doctor strange four eternals five four after that and then black widow last black widow left nothing on me (laughs) I hate women. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, easy, man. Easy, Alvin. That's why it's Owen. That's yeah. funny. That was my ranking. Good, nice, Owen? good, good list. Give me one sec. I gotta look at the list. Okay, can you guys see me? Yep. yep. Okay, so bottom of the list, Black Widow. Um. Okay, from bottom to top, Black Widow, Thor, Eternals. Doctor Strange. Mm. Oh, I forgot Spider-Man's in there too. It's pretty hard. Yeah, it is. Okay, let me get one more time. Three. My top three is easy. Um, number one is Black Panther. Number two is Spider-Man, and number three is Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Below that, below that, I'll go Shang Chi, then Eternals, and then Thor, and then Black Widow. I think I got it right. Nice. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I have Doctor Strange higher than most people too. And then uh, Ramen, I'll have you go, and I can go last. What? Oh, oh, what's with Alvin's face? What do What do you think, Alvin? That is just my face. This is a regular face. You can't help it. You yeah. can't born that way, man. Yeah. Okay, sorry, Alvin. No, it's all good. Ramen, go ahead before we close this off. I'll go after you. How did you win, brother? Oh, you did? Yeah, I, I, I was. I was from the last. He part. was first. Oh, was so first. where'd you bring Spider-Man? Oh, it's about the, all the rankings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all of the MC rankings. Oh, yeah, you got to give me time. Then. I, I, for me, Wakanda Forever is one. The- <laughs> it's Wakanda Forever, Wakanda Forever, Wakanda Forever, huh? No, I'm That's saying like that movie, that movie ins- like, inspired me like how Naruto inspired me, to be honest. It just hit differently. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know totally I'll give you a little bit of time then. I can, I can do my list. Now. You can go ahead and look at uh, Google. Go ahead and find the movies. Um, so I think probably my list is uh, like a mix between Alvin's and Omid. So obviously, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, that's easily number one. Respect to Toby. Number two is Shang-Chi. I think uh, Black Panther is good, but Shang-Chi, they did the characters very well. Uh, there's a great uh, motivation between Wen Wu and Shang-Chi. I love love that, that that dynamic. That was really good. And then number three, I think I would go 
uh, Black Panther, and then probably Doctor Strange, and then Eternals. I haven't seen Thor all of the way through, and I did not watch Black Widow, but I guess I would do Black Widow, then I would do Thor Love and Thunder. But yeah, Black Panther's great, but I think Shang-Chi, they, they did a great job of introducing a new character that we've never seen, introducing a villain that flips it on its head because we had Mandarin at, from Ben Kingsley. So that's my ranking. Shang-Chi is really good. Is that everyone's uh, rankings? Raman hasn't went yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so two movies I have to leave out is Black Widow and Eternals. I did not watch that. Okay. Starting at dead fucking last is Thor. <laughs> <Love Thunder. laughs> I w- Dude, I wish I did organic chemistry problems instead of watch that movie, bro. <laughs> and then uh, Do- uh, Doctor Strange, complete waste of potential, bro. They were touting this multiverse shit. They only went to three universes, right? <laughs> Afterwards is Shang Chi. I watched Shang Chi on my airplane to Hawaii. That movie really did actually like surprise me. I feel like Shang Chi is a perfect if it is a perfect blend of low expectations. It came at a right moment. The action is fucking good. It's like it's like it's like almost like an anime, bro. Like the, how they how they boxing really good. And that Asian that Asian father dynamic. I would argue that's also the immigrant experience. Like I experienced that same father dynamic with. So it's not just only Asian. So I feel I I, I agree with that. Spider Man. Wakanda forever, bro. I don't want you. I don't know. Cool. <laughs> okay. I I do have like one question before like we kind of like I'll wrap everything up. Um sure. I don't know if this is best like kind of edited to be like earlier on before all of the rankings, but um just I, I didn't really get to hear all of your thoughts on the heart-shaped herb scene. And I feel like that's something that's worth discussing. Yeah, so I guess I think uh, I was talking about it before we recorded, but you're talking about the ancestral scene, the ancestral yes. plant scene. Your your thoughts yeah. on it, the the character, uh, okay, the consequences of it, anything. Just cool. Yeah. So uh, like um, they said in the movie, all of the heart shaped herb was uh, burned down after uh, Killmonger took took one and then burned down all their supplies, so no one else could become the new Black Panther. And for me in this movie. That scene actually did not work, unfortunately. I think, um, you know, he, she uh, goes into the ancestral plane and is greeted by Eric Killmonger. You think it's going to be either her queen or her mom or even maybe the dad because, uh, you know, she's asking for help in her lowest points. And we get Killmonger, and I was just disappointed to see that he was the same character he was in the last movie. I would have loved to see development from him because, like, you know, you're having Michael B. Jordan come back. And he could essentially serve this new purpose, essentially a new big brother figure to her. You know, he's cousin or family. And I would have loved to see him kind of overcome his vengeance. But he was the same static character. He was just saying, oh, listen to that vengeance. Burn down the world. Do a little cousin. I'm like, ah. Even with uh, Michael B. Jordan's performance, it it felt too exaggerated. I'm like, dude. I'm not buying this. It's uh, I did not like that scene, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Amory. I know we were talking about it earlier because I think a big part of this movie was like essentially death is never the end. That's not the end of the journey. So you see Michael B. Jordan come back from the ancestral plane to still hold this belief of like vengeance, anger, and violence. I thought it would have been so much cooler to if she came to the ancestral plane not being able to find T'Challa. She finds Killmonger and she finds that Killmonger has turned a new leaf and is like, oh, this is what Chadwick would have wanted. And this is what I've learned from speaking to my ancestors here in Wakanda. And I, I thought that would have been a lot, a lot cooler. And 
a lot more emotional for me because I think, yeah, um, it seemed like at the end of, of Black Panther that uh, Air, uh, Killmonger and T'Challa were kind of on the same page other than like the idea of living in bondage. But I, I thought it would have been much cooler for me to see him be a, a big, like a, a role model to Shuri, like a positive role model, not something to not be. He could have even been a new character. Like if they want to bring him back for the sequels into being this new mentor to him or to Shuri. But yeah. Yeah, I think for me, uh, it felt a little bit contrived just because I kind of expected it because Michael B. Jordan's in every Kugler movie. I don't think this one would break the streak. So I kind of knew it would happen. But the way that it happened was also kind of underwhelming because it's just like, okay, like he's just there. <laughs> um, sitting down on the throne. Yeah. I, but going back to Ramonda's um, ancestral scene, that kind of took me out as well because it felt kind of like a reshoot or it was weirdly edited and the angle Green was weird. And how did they even talk? It didn't even, there was no face-to-face interaction. It definitely felt like a later edition. Yeah, green screened it in. Yeah, where they kind of just had the clip and then put it in at the very end when it should have kind of been, it's like a Thanos when he snapped. Remember when he got transported or it's like in his head? The Salsa. The Gamora. Yeah, it should have. I think it should have had Shuri in where Ramonda was, and then kind of have them interact before she pulls the spear out or pulls herself out of the spear. I think that would have been more effective than just having the queen, I guess, speak to the audience rather than all of that. So yeah. Nice. Owen, I think you're uh, still muted. No, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're talking about. I'm, what second scene are we talking about where it feels like it was added later? When um, Ramon the queen talks to her from the dead. Yeah. Oh. Um, for one, like we were saying earlier before the recording started, um, I, I, while I do think that that Killmonger scene felt a little off putting at first, I don't know why. I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have liked it as much um, as you would have if they did change him and he was a mentor, because I feel like we, we didn't see why he would have changed. And even at the end of the first Black Panther, I feel like he didn't quite see, you know, um, T'Challa's thinking and outlook on the way things are. And I think that he still, he did, he died the same way that he was, you know, vengeful. And I feel like he, him being that little, the little devil on her shoulder was just more, it was just more weight on, Shuri to do the right thing at the end and I feel like it did like Ronald was saying earlier like it pushed her to fight even stronger and she wouldn't have won that fight without that vengeance in her heart and that's what she needed and it, it is what she needed yeah it, it, it hurts my soul to agree with Owen to, to be honest but I don't I, want you to do it either <laughs> I, have, I have I have two I have two takes one about like the actual like the vengeful nature about Killmonger I, I feel like you're telling someone that has been downtrodden his whole life, has been oppressed his whole life to forgive. Like he has lived his whole life with his vengeance. And even if he did have that realization within that, that last moment with T'Challa, you still have that 30 plus years of vengeance. That's not easy to erase. Even if you wanted to erase it, you can't. So it's always going to be part of him. It's always going to be part of his DNA. At the same time, what I think should have been done with the ancestral plane is that I think Shuri should have been by herself. I think that she should have started everything all over because she is 
kind of like the bridge of capital Wakanda, starting anew, starting fresh. The new leader is not even part of the royal family. It's M'Baku. You know what I'm saying? And Shuri has always been this person that's against tradition, against culture. Who else was better to restart the whole ancestral plane? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like she should have been the one that, like, when she went there, she's alone. And she has to... So she's the first ancestor in this new plane? Yeah, because she created the whole thing. This so is did you lose all of her ancestors, though? She already she lost hundreds of years of ancestors. I know, and she lost them. It's sad, but you have to bring a new. It's like a phoenix, bro. In order to rise again, you have to burn the old. That's a, that's a fair point. Yeah, turning new. New Black Very Panther, deep. new ancestral plane. Interesting. So do you guys want to, uh, how are we going to uh, wrap this up? Do you guys want to, what do you guys think is the future for Black Panther? Uh, actually, you gave your thoughts. Oh. oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So, um, I guess I had like a lot of thoughts on the heart-shaped herb scene. I'm gonna, or when she first like when she first showed, and uh, like we didn't know exactly who would show up in the in the throne. Mm-hmm. Um. I kept thinking to myself, like, oh, it's either going to be, like, Queen Ramonda or it's going to be um, Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. But I was like, no way they would do this because um, they they just decided they would not um, visual, they would not CGI him and they wouldn't add any, try to try to do any, like, Carrie Fisher-esque, like, scenes for this movie. Mm-hmm. So I was, com- I was, I was confused when I saw Killmonger at first. Um, and this is after like a night or so on on thinking about it, but I I do think like um, agreeing with Owen and Ramadan partially, I think it was the right call to bring in Killmonger, and here's why. Um, for what I think is um, everyone's everyone's perception of the ancestral plane is different, right? In Black Panther, the first one, you see T'Challa's rendition where he sees all of his ancestors, like the lineage that has been passed to him, the responsibility. Um, for Killmonger, you see the child who, like he, okay, so another thing with um, Killmonger and also Shuri and Namor, they're all children who have been robbed of love in some way or another. They either lose it immediately, they lose it eventually, or they just never had it at all. Um, mm-hmm. All of their portrayals in the ancestral plane are very accurate to the depictions of like what their characters are. Um, for Killmongers, it was especially poignant for him to be a direct Wakandan royalty and to just look around and see no one there, no one to support him, only his father to speak to him because that is all he has known about his world. For Shuri, for Shuri, her, I really do think she was meant to find Killmonger because I think anyone who go who went into this movie originally, they would always try to compare the mantle of whoever currently holds the Black Panther mantle versus T'Challa's or Chadwick Boseman's performance as T'Challa, right? It, it's going to draw a bunch of controversy anyway. So what did they do with this movie? They made an utterly irredeemable character in the form of Shuri, how she was twisted by vengeance and how she had to keep going on this destructive path that led to her clash with Namor. And it's at that point where she needs guidance that she faces Killmonger and she gets pulled in his direction even more. Not just the fact that she was like looking for him, but also the fact that he's there as like Owen said, basically like the devil on her shoulder. 
because he just, as much as she hates to admit it, at this point in time of the movie, she, her personality is very close to Killmonger. She just wants to destroy things because she has lost so much. And Killmonger is there just to be who he is, be his consistent character as he was in the first movie, because he drives her to not be like him. And when they do finally have this conversation and Cherie doesn't want to be like Killmonger anymore, that's when you have her fighting with Namor and then she has to in the end decide what she's gonna do with his life. And she has Killmonger weighing on her. She has that flashback from her mom because she's also in that semi-death state when she just gets stabbed, which is why she's able to hear her mom which is also a callback to the first Black Panther where she's like, oh, um, you know, show him who you are, just like how she did during T'Challa's duel. But these mm -hmm. all, all of these like factors pull at her and allow her to finally become her own character. I think without Killmonger being there to draw out the worst in Shuri, we would have gotten a more noble Shuri, but it wouldn't have been good because it would have drawn comparisons between her performance and Chadwick Boseman's. And the whole point of this film is there is no one who can replace him. You have to have a flawed Black Panther in this movie because you, you need to show that not everyone could have done what Ch Chadwick Boseman did. And them pulling in Killmonger was just, in my opinion, like a really, really good decision. So that's just what I think about it. I don't know nice. what I'm looking up, but yeah. Well, I think it was well said. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I guess we'll finish off with our final scores then. Wrap up this review. So okay. I think all of us like this movie. It's a very good movie. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It's uh, for sure one of the best Marvel movies that we've had in a while. And uh, for me, uh, yeah, I'll give it an eight. I'll give it a B. I think it's three hours. It does feel its length. There is a lot of setup. It is not as concise as the first movie it's not as concise as a lot of the other marvel movies that we've seen that essentially are you know one-offs like this is a black panther movie this is a shuri solo movie and i think there were issues with it, but it's fun i recommend it if you like namor he has done really well and i would actually love to see this iteration of the character become like the new mainstream version because you know you guys have read the comics for namor but he's like really a piece of shit like um, he's a like almost an irredeemable character. But I did love. We didn't go over this uh, in the final fight when he goes into the um, he puts up the Dukes and he says Imperius Rex. I'm like, baller, dude. That was great. Yeah. But fun movie. It's a good. It's a good movie. It's um, it's a B. It's a B. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, when I when I came on the movie, uh, I don't. I think a B makes it sound uh, a bit low. Because I think. I would give the first Black Panther, I do think the first Black Panther is better. I would give that a nine. So I would say that's about a high eight. I think for this, my ranking would be about eight and a half. So I would say that's probably around the range of like maybe a, like a B plus, A minus. I put the first Black Panther solid A. I think just to say that this is just a B, to me, it there are more factors than just this. There are more factors than writing. I think the score, the visuals, the acting, all that, that does the, the heavy lifting for the writing uh, stumbles but they're like there are multiple legs on a chair so those other legs try to hold up the pillar so for me yeah, i'd give it uh eight and a half so about a b plus a minus that's where for how i feel about it so eight and a half yep very nice i'm giving it the same score 8.5 mm -hmm. cool 
So we're all pretty close then. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, roasted, but we're all giving it an eight or eight and a half. That's funny. Yeah, you're just more vocal on the things you don't like. Alvin? You to be articulate. I would give it an 8.5. I think this was a great tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Um, I think another reason why the my score is high is because just the real world context surrounding this movie. Um, if it was very cathartic, I guess that's like another word I would use to describe it. Um, but yeah, I think just the real world context really added to my experience of enjoying this movie. Um, yeah, I think that's what I have to say about that. Nice. I, I mean, I there's one thing I forgot to talk about about the lights. I just loved Namor's introduction in the in the moonlight. He flew up and he got the helicopter, oh. he around, drowned it. Epic. Amazing. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. I love the whole, uh, the first time you see Telecon, like, is when he's showing all the people, all the life. I love the line he said was, uh, I brought the sun to the people of Telecon. I was like, man, yeah. he's not like, he's just a guy, he is an actual god. Yeah. The Kor Kor Khan. Yeah, he was great. Even, even when he was talking about his mutations, that was cool. They actually used mutants. mutants. So they're going to be introducing mutants eventually. But he was like talking about, like, oh, I was born with feathers on my feet so I can fly to the clouds and pointed ears, uh, pointed ears that point to the sun. And I'm like, damn, there's a really good uh, like uh, banger lines like that in this movie. Really cool. Yep. Uh, Kevin, did you give your score? Uh, I think I would give it like it's like an in between for like an eight and an eight and a half for me. Eight point two five. Sure. Um, but my, my, my thing is just going off of, uh, I, I trend, I want to just, I can't ignore like the real world implications of the movie, but, um, I just think that they did a good job, but there's just certain things, like I've said throughout the review that I can't ignore. Like the fact that they had to shoehorn other things in because it is a phase four movie. There are elements that they could have done without that would have paced this movie a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if those things are just less complete as the first Black Panther movie where it was already shaping up to the events of like Infinity War and Game. So for me, it, it, it rates pretty high for me, but in the end, I just, I appreciate the original Black Panther as a, like, as a single piece of work more. Thank you. Um, and then uh, Ramana, we know we, you gave it a nine. Is there any final remarks you want to give before we close this out? Yeah. Um, I love the, the actual title of this film, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This movie shifted the focus from the Black Panther, but on the people. And that's what I love. So the, the real thing is, does Black Panther represent Wakanda, or does Wakanda represent Black Panther? He is the amalgamation of the people's beliefs, their values, their struggles, and their achievements. So it's about the people. We get to highlight the people make the Black Panther. And I love the fact that it sends off the audience with, like how you said, it's a cathartic experience. It sends us off with, we are part We are part of this. We are part of this whole experience where we actually experience, we, ex we experience real life love as the same thing as the characters. And it really like, it really just sends you off with like, you like, like for me, especially like, okay, you represent your people. What are you going to do with your people? You've lost people that you're in your life. You have to move forward. How are you going to move forward? How are you going to honor the people that you've lost? And it really motivated me with my life. And I love, I love the title of this movie. I'm not even going to call it a movie. It's a fucking film. What kind of? <laughs> he did text us. He did text that the 90s doll. He says, 
a guy that just watched this movie. This movie is a fucking yeah. film. Aaron, do you want to say oh, I have a funny story. So I have a funny story. So we saw it with Nick and Ken. If you guys are watching this, you guys heard me say this. So right when the credits rolled, I was like, man, that was a good movie. But that was not a film. Like, I literally said <laughs> and Nick. They were dying. I was like, yeah, I'm happy. I agree with Ron It's a good movie. But I was like, that was not a film. But that was just a funny story. Queen, Queen Ramonda begs to differ, brother. Queen Ramonda begs to differ, brother. Yeah, she was good. Was, yeah. yeah, it was really good. I think we all really enjoyed the movie. There are, um, I think, overall glowing review on everyone's part. There were yeah. some things that we did not like, um, but it was an, it was a un, almost an unwinnable task that Ryan Coogler, I think, came out of the gauntlet. He came out with scars, but he, he did a great job. He's an um, inspiration. Ryan Coogler is really, he's one of the best directors in Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh my God. Just, just before we also do leave off, like, yeah, like he had the job of finishing his script, handing it over to Chadwick Boseman, not knowing that Chadwick Boseman would unfortunately yeah. face like his untimely like death. But he had to rewrite podcast. everything and still make it a film that stood up with mostly like positive acclaim. So I think big props to him. Yeah, yeah for sure. Ryan Coogler is definitely a big, a big uh, inspiration. So yes. if you ever see this, Ryan Coogler, yeah, we're 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 we love your work. We yeah. love your work. Give him Secret Wars, please. Yeah, oh, is there no director for that yet? No. Actually, but oh, I, I think I don't want him to do movies. I want him to do films. I, I still want him to stay grounded to a certain extent. That's yeah. true. Like, I think, yeah, I think if they give him something as big as that, I think he'll lose. He won't be his voice will be lost. Wait, Secret Wars after King Dynasty or that's before? It's in 2026, so after. So that's it's King true. Dynasty, then it's Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and cool. that's, that's, those are Aven- those are both Avengers movies, right? It's Avengers King, Avengers Secret War. Yeah, correct. Cool. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Wait, so, so what's yeah. the first movie in Phase 5? Ant-Man. That's a good question. Ant-Man. Oh, Ant-Man. 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 Yeah. 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 Okay. It'd be cool to see um, Jonathan Majors. Trailer, pretty cool. He's acting in everything now, bro. He's, he's in that. He's in... Uh, uh creed he's also another he's in the airplane movie that's coming out yeah yeah oh yeah hangman everywhere bro yeah so i guess before we uh, sign off this is our our new version of the reviews we're going to try it see if we can't be uh be together in person we're going to try this i think it worked out really well and very happy that we had our two guests kevin and ramadan you guys are great we really appreciate you guys coming on we don't we we not always agree on our opinions but i love that you guys both add a new flavor to the pot so thanks for coming guys thanks for yep. having us yeah and um we're gonna sign off thanks for, yeah yeah exactly yeah thanks for coming guys and do that. Uh, I'll, do my, I'll do my random chunk t pose <laughs> there you go <laughs> thanks for watching guys have a good night